New Thinking Allowed. Conversations on the leading edge of knowledge and discovery with parapsychologist Jeffrey Mishlove. Hello and welcome. I'm Jeffrey Mishlove. Today I want to share some reflections on the recent spoon bending party hosted by the New Thinking Aloud channel on July 16, 2020. It was our very first online spoon bending event and the results were, from my point of view, impressive. I know at this point in time over 5,000 people have watched the video. Uh, we had at least 500 part participants when the event was live and and that was at one time so uh, probably more but in any case there's been a lot of questions about it and uh, I want to address some of those questions today first of all uh, we have a group of people who are naturally skeptical and who point out this is something that could easily be duplicated by a professional magician. Does that mean it was trickery? Of course not. But uh, one might, if you're inclined to think about it skeptically, I think it's healthy to be skeptical. So let me say right off the bat, number one, I think real psychokinesis is going on, but Number two, this is not a scientific experiment. It's not intended to prove psychokinesis to a, a skeptical audience. That was never the intention. People are right to be skeptical about macro-psychokinesis. Now, in my case, I got over that skepticism long ago, long ago, <laughs> decades ago because of studying the literature and as well as participating in experiments myself and seeing enough psychokinesis firsthand that I don't doubt it. But to be fair, I can tell you this, there are parapsychologists today, such as my friend Ed May, who holds a relatively skeptical stance still towards psychokinesis in the sense that he doesn't believe that we have yet established it to his satisfaction experimentally. In fact, I go even further. Ed tried to establish psychokinesis and he had good funding to do so and he felt that uh, even with good funding, it wasn't possible to design an experiment that would satisfy him that he could rule out every possible source of artifact. Nevertheless, what we have in the spoon bending party are a range of phenomena. Some people simply get excited. You know, we say bend, bend, and, and uh, there's a certain level of energy, even in an online party, and even more so if it's with a live group of people. And because of that excitement, somebody could easily take a thin piece of flatware that's uh, not too difficult to bend and use muscle force to bend it and not realize that they are. As a matter of fact, According to uh, my guest, Sean McNamara, that's just fine. That's like considered the kindergarten level, the first level. And uh, Jack Hauk, a, an aerospace engineer who worked with McDonnell Douglas Corporation and Boeing Corporation, who is the person who initiated PK parties, 
Jack died in 2013. But Jack Houck, in his descriptions of these parties, talks about stages, the kindergarten stage. The, he has four different levels of stages, and people graduate from one level to another. If you discover that you can bend it and it feels effortless, well, maybe there was some PK involved, possibly not. But you reach a point where the fork or spoon itself, and sometimes large pieces of metal like five-eighths inch thick steel bars will bend with apparently no effort required or minimal effort required. How do you do that? Well, the metal itself, as is described by one of our participants from the recent party, becomes soft as buddy and you can bend it and it stays soft like that for maybe 30 seconds or so when people can twist the tines into all kinds of <laughs> impossible shapes, the tines of a fork, and then it hardens and you can't unbend it. Which seems to me to at the anecdotal level, at the case history level, nobody yet has been able to explain how that could be accomplished through normal muscle power. So as far as I'm concerned, it may not withstand the scrutiny of somebody like Ed May, who is a very, very conscientious scientist. But I, I don't know any other explanation for that other than psychokinesis. Now, let me say something about Jack Houck himself. He began doing these PK parties in the 1970s and in the 1980s. Uh, as I mentioned, he died in 2013. And uh, in his lifetime, he conducted hundreds of PK parties, spoon bending, metal bedding parties. They were festive affairs. Thousands of people attended those parties and many of those people went out and hosted their own PK parties. So Jack Houck's influence probably extended to hundreds of thousands of people. And at one time, he uh, conducted uh, some a PK party for General Stubblebine of the uh, INSCOM, Intelligence and Se Security Command of the U.S. Army. Uh, General Stubblebine was the fellow largely responsible for the uh, uh, remote viewing programs uh, within the Army at Fort Meade. And uh, I think his experience metal bending had an impact on him. And I, I hear from people like Lynn Buchanan, who's been interviewed on this channel many times, that General Stubblebine had a real interest in PK. Lynn Buchanan talks about his own poltergeist experiences on um, the videos. In fact, I'll link to it now and notes that uh, General Stubblebine believed and Lynn himself believed to use PK to disable a, a computer network um, overseas, a military computer network, as I recall, it was in Germany. Very serious affair. And uh, so the implications of psychokinesis go way beyond simple spoon bending or simple metal bending. Now, I am going to link right now to a paper in the upper right-hand corner of your screen, you'll be able to download. This is a paper written by Jack Houck in which he explains the stages and the patterns you can expect in a metal bending, spoon bending PK party. 
And the reason I think some of you will want to download it is because we're going to have more of them on the New Thinking Aloud channel. Uh, we're going to venture into this area. Now, I have to say for myself, I didn't bend the fork. I had four forks with me. They didn't bend. And to be honest, I didn't expect them to bend. And uh, the reason is this. I took the psychokinesis training from Ted Owens, the PK man about whom I wrote the book. And I took that training in 1986. The entire uh, training, which lasted for days, uh, was tape recorded. I still have those tapes. I actually make them available to people. Um, they are uh, available on the website of uh, the New Thinking Aloud Foundation. Uh, the point being that when Ted Owens asked me, what do I want to do with psychokinetic power? I thought about it. And Ted Owens' case, he was into not spoon bending, but large scale power blackouts, hurricanes, tornadoes, volcanoes, heat waves, cold waves, and, and the like, including UFO appearances, ending droughts. And I knew that wasn't for me. I had a clear vision. I told him what I want to do is to become a communicator to the mainstream public at large about the realities of psychic functioning. And what I'm doing today, some many decades since I <laughs> studied with Ted Owens, is the actualization of that desire. It's about manifesting in the world because if you can bend a spoon or fork with psychokinesis, imagine what else you can do. And the reason I bring it up is because we have to take responsibility for the world we are living in, for the planet. We are the conscious custodians of this planet, and we are living in an era known as the sixth extinction. Well, it's been going on for hundreds of years, but what are we going to do about it? Animal species are dying at an alarming rate, and the oceans are polluted. The oceans are polluted. The oceans are full of plastic. You can't eat fish from the ocean any longer that doesn't have plastic in it, embedded in it. So, that's, that's the kind of world in which we have to take responsibility. I, it's easy to throw up your hands and say, it's just too big for me, what can I do? But if we collectively decide that we are going to clean up the environment, that we are going to make this planet work, instead of quarreling and fighting and pointing fingers at each other, then that's what we will do. And psychokinesis can be a tool for those people who understand it and know how to exercise it properly to make the world work. So, when we have spoon-bending parties, <laughs> it's about much more than the spoon. It's about the latent power inherent in the human mind. And I'm under the impression that the people who actually did really good spoon bending with the curly cues and, and, and the like, and the spoon becomes as soft as putty, spoon or fork, uh, 
That's a small percentage of everyone who participated in the spoon bending party. But that potential is there for each and every one listening or viewing this video right now because it's our birthright by virtue of the fact that we are conscious beings. And let me leave you with this thought. Are you ready to own your birthright? Thank you for being with me.